Steve Palmer here with Lawyer Talk. It is January 26th, 2022. Hard to believe we are in 2022, but... uh, we are, and uh, as always, the show goes on, particularly on Wednesdays, that is with uh, 99.7 The Blitz, uh, Loper and Randy in the morning, we interface and have been interfacing here from the 511 studios with them, taking all comers, all questions, all texts, all calls uh, into the radio station, and I'm providing, uh, I don't want to call it legal wisdom, we'll just call it uh, legal information to their questions. So if you're a caller, if you uh, next week, if this week you didn't get on, or if it's too late, you're listening to this a week after, which you probably are. Uh, don't forget, you can always call into the Blitz and uh, get us there on Lawyer Talk. Ah, but there is another option. You can go to LawyerTalkPodcast.com and submit a question. We have the Lawyer Talk Q and A series that is an ever growing, ever more popular series where I'm taking questions on the website. Some folks even call in upstairs to my law firm and ask questions, uh, and I'm answering them and let's just say digestible bite-sized chunks right there on the Q&A. So if you got a question, you want to get an answer and you want it on the air, you want to listen to it that way. Uh, I always protect the names or I always uh, protect identities and names. Uh, I don't, uh, I don't say where you live, who you are or anything else uh, unless you want me to. Uh, And I'll I'll give the, I'll give your question my best shot. Uh, I did one this morning on dual sovereign doctrine uh, if you don't know what that is, well, guess what? You will soon. All you got to do is tune into the Q&A on dual sovereignty. Now, one more bit of housekeeping. Uh, we are going to make a slight change. I'm going to start dropping the Blitz Q&A sessions uh, separately from uh, the, the, the roundtable podcast. Uh, Norm and Brett typically come down here on Wednesdays. I do the Blitz uh, interface, and then we, uh, we start our show beforehand. We end it after the Blitz. Um, we're going to do something new. We're going to get it more organized, more streamlined, and uh, easier again for folks to digest uh, and find on the Lawyer Talk Podcast website. So we're going to start dropping the Blitz Sessions audio separately from the uh, the roundtable long-form discussions. Uh, we think it's going to be a cleaner, easier way to do it. Again, you're going to get the same great content, just packaged up, delivered a little bit different way. And unlike uh, when the large, big-box consumers do stuff like this, uh, we're not doing it designed to fleece you of more money. We're not making the product smaller and selling it to you for the same price. We are giving you more uh, for free. Imagine that. Or if you prefer uh, to donate to our cause, you can always go to uh, to uh, our Patreon account at Channel 511, Lawyer Talk, anywhere. It's easy to uh, sign up and be a Patreon. Uh, so with all of that housekeeping out of the way, it looks like the Blitz is ready to interface uh, right about now. <laughs> Oh, my God, Randy just showed me a video of a kid falling off a climb wall, and I laughed like that. That's not probably actual. the reaction that most people have. It happened on a Norwegian cruise ship, and it was it was uh, on nationwide television. Yikes. He falls off this big, uh, what is that? Cli- it's a climbing wall, yeah. climbing wall on the ship. Now, Steve, what kind of lawsuit would you have against the uh, cruise ship in that, in that case? Uh, it, well, if he got hurt, you might have some lawsuit, but I'm sure that there are waivers that he signed. Now, I always used to joke when everybody asked me to sign a waiver. I was like, yeah, I'll sign it, but it's not enforceable. And they just look I, at me. Um, but they probably are enforceable if it's, uh, if it's a reasonably expected injury. Like if you fell off, um, you know. Uh, you, you can sort of assume that risk. Now, if the equipment were not kept correctly or if something broke oh. that should have been maintained differently, that might be a different story. This is intense. <laughs> I'm going to post it on my on my Instagram stories just because, like, you've got to see this video. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, it's so funny. We brought up the uh, Bill de Blasio thing, how his, his real name is uh, William Valhelm, uh, a German name, right? Uh, I guess he was called Bill growing up. 
and uh, his mother's last name is de blasio so yeah yeah nice try bro (laughs) it's just really weird i'm just like why is everyone i don't care what party you're with why is everyone in politics so weird Fake. Why does like it make you themselves. all yeah. snake oil salesmen? That, every damn one of them. It's just such like, a red flag when your name's not the same. Oh name my god! I just I want to see everybody's card, not your vax card, your ID card, to see what your real name is. All right. Anyway, yeah. uh, I, I I thought it was more funny than anything. It was just kind of strange to me. But Steve Palmer, man, how uh, how's the new year been treating you? You know, it's uh, so far so good. The, the usual chaos out there, that everybody else is dealing with, but uh, we are hoping for better things to come. That's right, man. We have Kenneth on line two right now. He he was in a car accident. Now, Kenneth, how are you, man? Uh, what happened with the car accident? Um, okay, I've, I've got uh, degenerative disease in my hips and never knew I had a problem with my hips until after this accident. Okay. Ah, okay, okay. Okay. And, so- it, you know, because I, I ride motorcycles, so I've never had a problem with my hips ever before. He said and he was now, uh, he was driving his mother, and the person that hit them went left of center. Okay, so he's driving your mother. The person that hit you went left of center, and did that person have auto insurance? Yeah. And do you have a personal injury claim that is still pending against uh, the other car? No, their insurance paid up their full. My insurance company is the one who did not pay in full. I got you. So you have an uninsured or underinsured claim. Now, I, so generally speaking, if you get in a car accident and the other side's responsible, then uh, you make a claim and you, you file a lawsuit against the driver. Their insurance company will uh, presumably step in and cover the damages. If they disagree that you were, that they were either liable or they're insured, the other driver were liable, or if they disagree about the amount of damages that should be paid, then uh, that goes to court. Um, often those cases settle uh, for the amount of the insurance coverage that they have, and it's not always uh, enough. Then what you have to do is you turn towards your own insurance company, and you have some. most people have uninsured or underinsured motorist coverage, and you have to make a claim against uh, your own U coverage, as the term would go. Um, and it sounds like that's where you are. Depending on where it is procedurally, uh, you may still have a viable claim against your own insurance company for the amount of the U coverage that you have. Um, this, as uh, Randy and Loper, I'm sure will attest, is a Dave Goldstein question. It is a Dave Goldstein <laughs> problem. And uh, Dude, any, That's my guy, too. He helped me out big time with my car accident. Yeah, you bet. So uh, I would highly and strongly suggest you call Dave Goldstein at 222-1889 uh, and ask him uh, about this, and perhaps he can help you out. If you do have a lawyer, though, uh, you should call your own attorney and figure out uh, what the status is and where you are procedurally because – you know, I start hearing things like three years have gone by and I start to cringe because uh, there's statutes of limitations and other things that can bar uh, doing something. So you want to be careful that you deal with it uh, timely and quickly. Right. Um, I have. It's just she's saying that, you know, it could go either way. It could go with the insurance company. And if it goes for their favor, since I have a degenerative disease, that there is a possibility that I could get the bare minimum and just get like, not even what the medical bills are. Yeah. I have like, You're uh, in that classic uh, to settle or not to settle. It's, it's about your tolerance for risk, and it's about their tolerance for risk. And somewhere in the middle, you may meet. If not, then it will be up to a court or a jury to figure it out. So those are tough questions. Uh, I, again, I would right. carefully talk that through with your attorney. Hopefully, uh, your attorney has some experience and understanding of the best way to advise you on it. And that is wild, too, to not know that you have that. And then all of a sudden you find out that you have the degenerative disease, but you're in pain. And, you know, what are you, you going to do? I mean, man, 
that's, that's a tough situation. Good luck I'd to you, Kenneth, man. I really, uh, you know, hope everything works out for you, brother. 821-9970, 800-821-9970. We have a couple of texts coming in. If you want to text as well, 99700 here at the Blitz. I'm having trouble with my neighbors and parking. Uh, they came over two months ago and have been telling us we can't park in front of their house. I told them, no, I won't be moving my car. They called the police and gave a notice to move my cars because they have been there for more than 72 hours. Hmm. I called the police and told them they have not been there more than 72 hours. I use them daily. I move them. I go to work. I come back. Um, I parked in front of their house again, and they moved their trucks and blocked me one inch away from my car. They called the police department. They came out trying to tow my vehicle. I argued with them. How am I supposed to move my car if I can't move it? They blocked my car for nine days. All of this is recorded. For the past month, my cars have been vandalized. I've been waking up to gum all over my car, under my door handle, nails under my cars. Yesterday, my brother's brother's car got shot with a BB gun, broke his window. His car was parked right in front of his house. I reviewed the cameras. No one within the time. My bro parked his car from eight to eight when he got, I mean, I don't know. It's like a big story. My assumption is he shot from his door. Police came. We made the report. We showed him the video and they said that we are trying to get even with them. They told us we're immature for calling. The police are not helping. I parked my truck a few um, moments ago and they came over and told me to move it. They told me that I'm a target. That's why things are happening to me. My brother's a nurse working in the COVID room, so this just ticks me off that this is happening. He's all over the place with this. Yeah, well, I mean, it sounds, so I think everybody's dealt with this, right? Like where somebody parks in front of your house, I'll, I'll die myself out. Like somebody parks in front of my house, I, I run to the front window like someone has just infiltrated my property. You know what I mean? Like I'm like, <laughs> who in the world is parked out front? Like it's the biggest the biggest faux pas anyone's ever like pulled on you before. It's different if an event's going on, like a Buckeye game. You know why everyone's there. Yeah. But you're saying if, you're like, if the entire my house? street's open, cul-de-sac's open wherever you live, and th- there's a car parked in front of your house, you're yeah. like, dude, who are you visiting? Park in front of their house. Right, but also right? like at the same time, though, it's the street. It's Everybody the street. has equal opportunity. Right, Steve? Yeah, well, maybe. Um, I used to live, I lived downtown for a while uh, during school, and you know, there was a huge like uh, monster orange truck that used to park in front of my house, and it, it would just stay there for weeks and weeks and weeks, and uh, it turns out there are some rules about that. I don't know them off the top of my head, but there were some rules in the city of Columbus about that. And then certain neighborhoods have, um, uh, they might have uh, deed restrictions or other uh, covenants within the neighborhood about it. Uh, and then other, like in Columbus, a lot of times you have to have a specific permit to park uh, in back in the neighborhoods uh, at certain times. Now, all that said, it, it generally, you can park where you want. And if you're, par- you're not leaving, you're not abandoning your car, uh, you're just parking on the curb. Uh, I don't have an answer to this. I don't know what to tell you other than this really sucks. I hate to hear that these kind of disputes go on because it only, you know, they, they can only escalate unless somebody de-escalates and it doesn't sound like that's happening here. So um, I, I would, if there, if there's damage to your car, maybe the best thing you can do here is up the surveillance, make sure that you have it monitored, make sure that uh, you can document what's happening. Uh, you know, if you're parking there and it's only for an hour or two, take a picture when you get there, when you leave. Um, you know, document everything you can, create evidence, and then the police may not have the ability to tell you uh, they're not going to do anything about it because you have documented enough where they don't have a choice. Um, on the other hand, self-help is no help. You're going to get yourself only in trouble if you retaliate. That's how this escalates. So as much as it's tempting to uh, to egg the car or to shoot BBs at their car because they shot BBs at your car or whatever it would be, 
the eye for an eye solution here is not going to be, it's not going to work out well, um, and it's going to come back on you. Uh, it, it just always seems to work that way. So continue to document it with the police. Continue to document it with your with your with whatever equipment, surveillance, and technology you have. And you know, if you don't have to park there, you don't have to park there. And I don't mean to be flip about it, but you know, sometimes avoiding conflict is the best way to avoid conflict. Yeah, um, and don't don't play the police yourself. That's never a good idea. Yeah, that's not going to work. Uh, I have an Uber question. I work as an Uber driver. A customer left their phone in my car. I contacted Uber so I could get a hold of the person. The person called me and advised. Yeah, they would like to get their phone back. But I said, hey, could you at least give me some money for the trip return? Uh, I will return the phone and my time if you could just, you know, give me some money. The person got upset and called the police. About an hour later, I get a call from an officer and he wanted to find out what happened. I told him what happened and I advised my intention was to return the phone. The officer got upset and said that I am depriving someone of property value with over $1,000. And he said he was going to create an arrest warrant. At this point, I do not know what to do, and I wanted to get this problem resolved as soon as possible. I have done some reading online about felony charges or something like this, and I do not know what to do or what to believe. Yeah, you know, I I don't think you're depriving any owners of their property. It doesn't sound like that's happening. I think what's going on is that there's a misunderstanding. Um, it, 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 this is a lost and found situation. You want to return the phone to its owner. You have found out the owner's identity. Um, I think it's perfectly within your reason to to help or to participate in how that occurs you don't have to drive hours and hours and hours to uh, return a phone you could just say look you lost your phone here's where i am um pick it up or you could go to your local police department and say i, I lost this phone um here's the owner's name and number um, those kind of exchanges happen a lot at police departments uh, just so everybody feels safe so there should be a way through this. If the police officer continues to bug you, or if you do get charged with a crime, well, now you're into my wheelhouse. I'm happy to help. Um, give me a shout, 614-224-6142. Or you just call a cop back and say, look, I want to give this guy his phone back. Um, can you just take it? And they can pick it up from you. And also, maybe you don't want to keep the guy's phone like that, too, because, I mean, you're probably going to get a bad Uber rating, right? No, yeah, I agree yeah. that. You're like, just, yeah, I left my phone, and then they held it captive It's his me. fault he left it. He comes to get it from you. Yeah, but now it's got it. Now it's a thing. <laughs> so it's it, like, is, it, it is, is a thing, right? It is a thing now, right? All right. So we have Matt on line one here. Good morning. Uh, it's the Blitz, Loper and Randy in the morning. We have uh, some legal advice from Steve Palmer. Matt, what's your question? So I was uh, driving 10.30 p.m. Uh, last, last Saturday. My light turned green and a young person pulled, turned left in front of me. There's no cops came out. My front end is smashed in, did minor damage to their SUV. Um, I have liability only. We exchanged information. I called my insurance company. They called their insurance company. But they told their insurance company they had a left turn uh, arrow, and they didn't. Mm. And now I'm kind of just stuck because the cops would not come out because it was Saturday night, no injury. We didn't block the intersection because cars could still move. Um what is my next step besides calling my insurance company? They say they put a specialist on it, but I'm wondering what can I do as just the regular guy? Well, as the regular guy, you're doing what you can do. You're calling your insurance company. Your insurance company will um, it will interface with the other guy's insurance company, but you don't have uh, – it sounds like you don't have collision. 
Um, your next order of business would be, or next step in the process rather, would be go file a lawsuit against the other side for uh, causing a crash and causing damage. I don't know how much damage is done. Um, it sounds like several thousand. Um, it, so you'd yeah. probably be in municipal court and get a lawyer and file a lawsuit. If you want to try to do it on your own, you can do that too. Um, small claims jurisdiction, I don't know what it's up to now, a couple grand maybe. Um, but uh, that's what courts are for. You know, if the insurance doesn't cover it and they're not going to go uh, represent you in in the sense of try to collect the money for you, then you've got to go prove your case. Now, it's going to come down to what you say versus what they say. Um, and I don't know what the proof is either way. I don't know if you can prove your side of it independently of your own statement or if they can prove their side independently of their own statement or if there are any other independent or even uh, interested witnesses uh, somebody in your car, for instance, um, that could verify what happened. So uh, this is a classic uh, court dispute. You've got a factual question. You need it uh, decided. That's what judges and juries do. Um, it just is uh, if you got to get lawyers involved and legal fees and all the other nonsense, it starts to become cost prohibitive. So uh, it's a tricky situation, uh, and, I, and I wish you luck. I, I, if I could help you or talk you through it, give me a shout, 614-224-6142. All right, my brother. All right. All right. Steve Palmer with us each and every Wednesday answering your legal questions. Now, Steve does a podcast himself, and you could check that out uh, via theblitz.com or they can find it on their own, right? Yeah. Just check it out. Ohio uh, or uh, lawyertalkpodcast.com. Lawyertalkpodcast.com. We drop our episodes there, and you can find it wherever you get podcasts, whether it's Apple or Google or however, wherever you find them, we are there. Awesome, man. And definitely put Steve's number in your phone. Yeah, 614-224-6142, irrespective of the podcast. If you need help and it's uh, midnight, you're better to have it in your phone now than have to look it up later. My man, Steve Palmer. Thanks so much, brother. We'll talk to you next week. You bet, guys. Thanks. All right. Uh, another uh, another Blitz session here on Wednesday. Uh, good questions. We, uh, we typically... Um, we typically cover those uh, every Wednesday, and then we'd go into our show. But today, we're just going to wrap it up. We're not going to go into our show because we're doing something new here at Lawyer Talk. Uh, we're going to drop these independently. So those who just want to hear the Blitz sessions, they can do it. If you want to hear the Blitz sessions and the longer form conversations with Norm, with Brett, uh, and with me at the roundtable, you can still get that. You just listen to them back to back. No big deal. So for everybody who still likes the old format, you can just still do the old format on your own. Um, but for those who just want to hear the Blitz or for those who just want to hear the, the long form, well, now we're accommodating everybody. So as always, we, we aim to please. Uh, so until next Wednesday, this is Lawyer Talk with the Blitz off the record on the air, at least until now.